Welcome, everybody, back to the Clear Out Podcast with your host, Matt Brooks. We are brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast, and I am joined by Alex Sturm. Alec, we are we're discussing something that I just wasn't sure if we'd be even talking about this year. Kyrie Irving's back. In some shape or form, he's back. So before we get into that, Alec, how are you doing on this Friday night? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here, spending my Friday with you. Nowhere else I'd rather be. And Kyrie Irving is very back, but only halfway. Yeah, he's like, we, you know, 50% back. There there were hints he'd be back for a while, for a little bit at least, and we didn't know how it would be, and now we know. So now we have takes. Yeah, that Shams report started to make a lot more sense, uh, and I think we can safely say that the direction or the vibe of that report that I think I talked about on this podcast with Steve Lichtenstein, which was basically, hey, this really sounds like KD's camp talking and saying we'd really like this guy back. Um, I don't think it's a huge accident that we got this report a couple of days later uh, from, I guess, Shams, although I think Woj did a way better job of reporting it, like giving all the details and stuff like that, uh, which is probably a story for a different day. <laughs> but that's, that's usually how it goes down. Yeah, Woj gave us the full details that uh, that Kyrie's back as a part-time player. So, um, yeah, this is where we're at. Kyrie is going to be playing on the road. I guess he's allowed to play in the practice facility, which I was unclear about. Um, I wasn't sure if – I know there's been a new – um, a, a new mandate, I guess, enacted by uh, De Blasio that was going to be that was going to happen on the twenty seventh of December. Uh, I wasn't sure if that was going to affect um, private buildings. Clearly, it doesn't. So it looks like he'll be able to be back um, as a player that can practice with the Nets uh, and uh, as a as a player that can um, you know play on road games. So here we are. Uh, big decision. I don't. I honestly don't even know where to begin. Um, just with regards to everything that's happened, it's been a wild eight hours. So, look, I'll say this. Um, Decision-wise, where do I feel about it? I mean, I think I've been pretty vocal on this podcast. I'm obviously a pro-vaccination. I, I felt like it was the right thing to do for me. I have my booster shot scheduled tomorrow, so I'm ready for a weekend of hell in terms of side effects and <laughs> things like that. But, I mean, in terms of the decision that Kyrie made, I mean, the fact that we've made it to December and Kyrie's kind of stuck by what he's done, in a sense, I think the biggest thing I've come away with from this whole thing is not really anything that has to do with him. It's more of, like, why did we go through a month and a half of you know, whatever, uh, reports, pressers from the team being like, hey, we're, we don't want anybody back unless they're in like a full-time context, uh, just to like change this before Christmas even happens. Yeah. I mean, I, like you, I'm very pro-vaccine. I've got my two shots and have another one coming soon. But And so I disagree with the stance that Kyrie's taken on the vaccine. But, like, that's, like, personal opinion. And Kyrie is taking his stance, and he stuck by his stance, something I honestly didn't think would happen. So he deserves at least respect for sticking by his stance. And the Nets, they caved. Kyrie didn't cave, for one. 
And yeah, there was a lot, like it wasn't the Ben Simmons level of every day there's a new leak and a new report, but there was a lot of hoopla for the Nets making a big deal out of something that they would just kind of go back on. And at a certain point, you're left looking at the organization, you're left looking at Cy, you're left looking at Marks, who are the, the two top dogs, we know that. And, and the ones like, that were outspoken on the record as people that were both saying things along the lines of, hey, we, like, Cy was just straight up like, hey, uh, I, you know, want my employees vaxxed and that's something I believe in heavily. I mean, he's been extremely pro-vax, yeah. which is like fine. <laughs> uh, and then Marx was just kind of took the more stance of like, we want people here as like full-time parties. Uh, but they were both very outspoken to media, which they yeah, are not yeah. usually. They are not usually, by the way. They're not usually that. It felt like they were trying to get their own statements out to media. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Cy um, so told the Athletics Alex Schiffer, Alex Schiffer, he was like, yeah, I've gotten like four doses of vaccine, two Chinese brands and the, or two doses of a Chinese brand and two Pfizer or Moderna. I don't remember which one, which like, if you don't think that's like a strategically, this is my position kind of statement on yeah. the vaccine, like that's exactly what that is. So I think it's pretty weak on the Nets point. I think they made, I think we both agree that they made the right call the first time and for them to go back on this. For the Nets, a lot more than from Kyrie reflects badly on the organization. Yeah, I mean, just the optics are like are tough for them because they've you know they're the team that has all of these you know uh, setups where you can get vaccinated or take instant COVID tests outside, and they're you know they are the team that uh, has mostly been pretty pro-vax. I mean, you, every time you watch a, a Nets game on Yes, uh, you see Bruce Brown in that in that vaccination commercial, which like. Again, it's fine if if they want to be like, hey, we're allowing people with different stances to perform in our organization, but that's just not the stance that they had. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. And it would just like, I'm sorry, it wasn't. And for it to change under these circumstances, it's just it's tough optically. I think I think that's probably the best way to put it. And the whole like the whole culture argument. Like, the culture is that we're going to do what stars want to do. We can be honest now. We don't have to say, oh, I mean, do they care about people's families and health and everything like that? Yeah, they do. But I think winning is over everything. It's a sports organization. So I also, I think a lot of those statements ring a little hollow. You know, maybe I'm being too harsh, but I I think to a degree it's like, all right, like, let's, let's scale some of these back. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a lot about the the, the going back. They want to win. The, they're not they're not the only team in the NBA who's going to have an unvaccinated player interacting unmasked with. Because at the end of the day, that's what the safety thing is. It's an unmasked. It's an unvaccinated, unmasked person interacting with like your whole organization. Your whole your your staff, your coaches, their families. It's it's I. So I understand it from people. That. Because yeah, people make mind. the argument of like, oh, we're worried about like, like I'm, the players probably are going to be fine. You're right. Uh, but it's more of the like, hey, we're worried about everybody. It's again, it's like you think about you, you hear about these like it's a holiday. People go to a holiday party and they spread that and that spreads to all their family members. Yeah. Same thing with an organization of people that are piling together and, and exercising and stuff like that. Yeah. It's happening so, right now. Why do you think so, we're getting more cases in the colder months in the holidays? Yeah. So. Um, but the optics are – and also I will add – let me add one thing is also the optics of having – because I, I think I think it was Nikias Duncan who brought this up in his article uh, said basically the optics of having a bunch of players out for COVID 
and then bringing in another player who is unvaccinated is just an interesting look. I think it's probably the best way to put it. But again, I get it. Like they're worried about KD. It's it's very it's very clear. So yeah, I think we should definitely get into kind of those those like different reasons um the Nets gave for why they were allowing him back that were first well leaked through Woj if we're being honest and then kind of given officially through that 7 p.m statement um Mark's put out but but like yeah first off exactly what you were saying it's um it's going back and every team is employing on backs not every team most teams the Nets aren't the only NBA team yeah. with vaccinated players. There's, he's certainly not the only, the only NBA team, star. They're the only team that made a big deal about not letting an unvaccinated player play to go back on it. And that that's what looks bad. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that is the biggest thing. Because I got if you're a, a listener coming in here, maybe you're thinking, oh, two guys uh work for Nets Daily, uh been pro vax. I'm expecting whatever. Actually, honestly, like if you you know you're expecting us to come down on Kyrie, I have I have no issue really with Kyrie at this junction. Like Kyrie is making a decision, um, and you know he's 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 willing. He's clearly something he believes in. So that's that's his risk, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, I the biggest thing that I came away with today again, what was the point of doing all this? Why was there a stance that was so hardlined if it was just going to be reversed within what? How long did this stance last? A month and a half? Why? It was like, yeah, mid September, right? So I guess so, two months. Like, if it was so hardlined, like, I just don't really um, understand the issue of it. And it just also makes me feel like, okay, like, what was the reasoning that you guys were so passionate about? like this this idea that we can't have part-time players what happened to that i guess in a sense and why and also i think you you have a really interesting point about the players that i want you to make about the the parties that were involved in making this decision specifically the stars so i want to hear that yeah because when the nets first made the call that was kind of you alluded to this earlier the nets are an organization that has like the player-driven culture. Our culture is a superstar. Star-driven. We can star also driven. Just say, we can say it's star-driven. Because that's point. how you win championships, and they've accepted that. Um, and that's why we both. That's why we think that the call that they made at the beginning of the year of not allowing this part-time player hoopla from Kyrie was such a big deal. It was their first real, like rubber hits the road when we're putting our foot down. This is not happening. Which is which is why it was so significant. Yes. So, and that meant that Sean Marks and Joe Sy and Steve Nash and all the other decision makers were standing up to the stars. The stars were obviously on board with that initial decision, but it's obvious now that the stars are the ones, the stars being Kevin Durant and James Harden, let's be honest, pushing for a Kyrie Irving return. Because they want to win. Because they want to win. And who wouldn't want to win? But they want to win and they're pushing for him to come back. So for the Nets... They're now putting their foot down to the stars and then letting the stars kind of push back on them. So my question is, when the stars gave you this like pseudo okay at the beginning of the year, because Durant and Harden definitely did sign off on push keeping Kyrie out for a little bit, how firm of a yes was that? Because clearly it was not all that firm if they're going to flip a month and a half, two months later. 
Yeah, I mean, and again, it's like I I'm happy you I'm happy you said that because it's like there was a whole presser. <laughs> like oh, I was yeah. there. There was like a 15 minute presser on this thing, and I, I, you know when the when the thing I remember I was at the gym when uh the 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 first like I guess the announcement just got you probably got it too uh got sent out through the PR account. We didn't know what was happening with Kyrie. And it was like this big long letter about, hey, we're keeping Kyrie away. And like, to be honest, I just wasn't expecting that. Um, I sort of figured they were going to do the part time thing from the beginning because I just, yeah, you know, again, I was like, I don't know, like I don't really. It's a pretty ballsy move to keep him away from the team, and they did it. And then, uh, and I and I tweeted it, and I was like, I think you should be really proud of the organization. Which, by the way, I stand behind um, because they made a decision. They didn't let it hang over the team. It wasn't a point of contention. My worries, which, by the way, they're still the same, um, is never, I mean, the health aspect of it, yes. But also, you know, you work, you're you're at a workplace and you're with a coworker that's only there part-time earning, you know, I, I mean, he's losing out home checks, but earning out on, you know, I guess the experience on the of it. salary. Yeah, like he's Total. also like the experience of it. You're not fully there with the whole team, but you get to be there uh, for part the time. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being a... a <laughs> whatever a corporate uh little weasel but <laughs> um yeah so i think like in in that sense that that report came or the the news report was dropped with the nets um and it was this big deal and they had this 15 minute presser and um it's just you read some of those quotes back now and i i know a bunch of people were tweeting them out today it's a tough look, man. I, I, you know, the Nets. I honestly, I don't remember a time with the Nets where I, I was like, wow, they really. Um, I mean, it's a tough issue for them to deal with, but I, I just don't think they dealt with it well at all. But I think the really the right thing would have been to just let him play in the first place. And I, yeah, because and I think it's important to say outright by now at least is that this is obviously we're critical of the decision of letting him back, going back on your word, but it's obviously the right basketball decision, at least mine in my opinion, yeah. Kyrie Irving, even par- a part-time Kyrie Irving makes the Nets a better team. They, they can use his ball handling. They can use the, um, they can use the minutes he's going to let Katie spend on the bench, which I'm sure we're going to get into later. It obviously makes them a better team, but the Nets made it clear that it wasn't about basketball in the beginning of the year. It was about commitment to the squad. But if you read the letter today from Marks, what does he cite? He cites players missing games, we believe that the addition of Kyrie will not only make us a better team, but will will um, optimally balance the physical demand of our entire roster. So it's about basketball. It's about yeah. It's 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 team. changed completely. So so what is it about here? What's the goal? That's my question. Yeah. It's it's definitely changed from a like, hey, we're an organization that moves as one. We're like a a a block where we we are <laughs> one unit versus hey, we are a group of I don't know co-workers that have one common goal you know what i mean so it's just i mean which is kind of i mean in a way they are telling the truth um implicitly that's clearly what's going on is that they're like uh yeah this we don't look you know i think we we've all said it like they're probably not quite at the level that they think they can be um and they are missing guys and it's been just kind of a tough year i mean i i'm sure just like looking at some of the minutes for kd over the last two weeks have been like, yo, we gotta like, we gotta get this figured out. So yeah, I, um, I don't know. I don't feel like I have a ton else to say on this. I'm down to talk about like the actual 
aspect of being a part-time player. I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I feel like we have to talk about it because everybody's so excited to get him back. And like, I, I remember, uh, I don't know who put it up. It's probably Chris. Chris is like the best reporter. Chris Mulholland, our guy at Nets Daily. He just oh, puts yeah. all the details. I, I, everything t- Chris tweets, I'm just like, I'm just going to retweet that because that's good information. So shouts yeah. out to him. But I believe he said something along the lines of it's like, uh, 20 games, 20 road games that we're seeing him. It's like not even that many games. Um, and then the playoffs, which again, because they're the number one seed, they will what have home court advantage until we get to the finals, unless something crazy happens. They're so, not going to get the better record than like the Warriors or the Jazz or whoever. I guess if I guess if a top seed in the West doesn't come out, if the Lakers come out, like. I mean, there's a world where the Lakers make a or, trade or they figure it out or I don't or, know. Or the Nuggets get Jamal Murray back or the Clippers get Kawhi Leonard back. Oh, oh man. This could be a thing. See, I this is what I this. mean. This was my first thought. Because, again, I'm, I am have so much attrition to this whole Kyrie and, like, him playing versus him not playing and, like, talking about his vaccination status. Like, I've done enough of it. <laughs> it's been two months of this, which again is the whole reason why I'm furious that we d- did this whole thing where he's not allowed to play for two months. If we're just going to reverse it, it's like, why did we put so much time into this? Why did I have however many podcast appearances or whatever, where I'm talking about this issue, if we're just going to reverse it anyways. So th- now that we're actually in this situation, so so basketball, you're saying the basketball, yeah, the basketball, basketball the basketball situation. You play the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's say, I mean, they seems like they're they're just having like the classic, you know, championship. Not even hangover. Just like it seems like that's what happens to teams now after they win the chip. Um, over the last couple of years, like the Lakers last year, they have injuries. Whatever. Uh, I guess Toronto has lost Ky- uh, Kawhi, but they're having the classic like year after championship season. They're just sort of going through the motions. Let's say the Nets play them. They're the number one seed. Milwaukee's the two or the three. Milwaukee technically has home court advantage. Even though they're on the road, they don't have to play Kyrie four times out of seven. That's, That's so weird to me. That's it's correct. It's so wild. And by the way, any I mean, I'm done making predictions on this Kyrie thing, but like, I'm not of the mind that if he's just, like, around the team, he's going to be like, you guys are so cool. I want to get vaccinated. This is so fun. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen because this whole thing, I've just learned to stop making predictions on this. So I'm looking at what we are given right now. <laughs> That's insane. Do, do, do you remember the Nets record on the road in the postseason last year? I don't. Was it bad? They were one in four. With their only win coming in Boston. Damn, it's all those 10 Nets fans that are just causing up a storm at home. <laughs> so just... so all so these these like few games, okay, few games, these like a little bit under half games that you get Kyrie Irving for in the postseason, if he is not vaccinated, which we have no reason to believe he will be. Maybe he is. We have no reason to believe that. Like, are they winning these games? The postseason home crowds are a very real thing. I know COVID's not looking too great right now, but I think by April we'll have full arenas. What we do right now, we'll have full arenas then. Like, are they going to get these home wins with, even with him? Yeah, I mean, and there's also, like, who knows what's 
I mean, we're just so early into whatever wave we're in right now, but who knows? Like maybe, maybe, maybe we're kind of out of this thing. We don't know. So, but, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, it's just a really wild thing to think about now now that we're kind of at this thing. I think me and Mark, um, talked about this on my uh, couple pods ago, just about the, uh, like how unrealistic it feels, the part-time thing. And um, part of it was just like, it's very, it seems very bizarre to be a team that you don't know who you're playing with night tonight. I mean, you know, but you're also like, oh, tonight's a night in Barclays. So we're going to play this style versus how you're playing on the road is just so bizarre to me. And I guess teams deal with that to a degree in terms of you have a guy returned from injury you know, they, they had that last year, I guess, with James. But that's and just, it seems different. It's not it, the same excitement of like, oh, this guy's back. We get to play with him and he's feeling good again. It's like, oh, tonight's Kyrie night. Cool. Put on your, whatever, Kyrie. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to like pretend to ever be someone who's been like around an NBA team for all 82 games and like has been part of an organization. But I have to imagine having a guy out for three weeks and then having that guy come back for a month. It's different than having a guy two nights, then not two nights, then a night, then on night, then for three nights. And then like, it just can't be the same. It no. It's like this off on mechanism that you're not used to. Like we naturally like rhythm and routine and being around the same kinds of people. Like and they're doing not gonna... the same tasks. Like I yeah. don't it's not the same task. And also, like, mentally, I get that people are being, like, because I've heard the argument. I get it. Oh, you're at home. Your role players are going to play better. That's fine. But, like, there's a psychological aspect of this of, hey, we're playing with our B squad right now. Like, let's be honest. That's what you're doing. You're playing mm-hmm. with the squad that we know is not really a team that can beat championship contenders. Maybe they can... Maybe they can push them. That's fine. Uh, maybe they can push them. I mean, what the Nets without Kyrie, what are they? They're pushing Phoenix and Golden State. How many games out of seven? Well, yeah, but that was without Joe Harris and Kessler Edwards on the floor. Like, Oh, true. We'll get into Kessler. I actually do want to talk about Kessler Edwards because, my goodness. Uh, you know, but, like, all seriousness, like, it's like you kind of – I think the – I mean, I would just – right now, at least what I'm thinking on – and, again, it's very early, but – just the difference between how they're going to look without him versus with him is just going to be exacerbated. Excuse me. I still don't feel like I said that word, right? Um, Just by the weirdness of the whole situation. Yeah. And I think it is important to emphasize, like you did, that the Nets are right now a little bit of a B team. Um, I saw there, I was reading a column. I was kind of arguing like Kyrie's return wasn't really needed. Like the Nets are the one seed. Sure, they've struggled a little bit, but they don't. I don't buy that. No, like from a basketball perspective, yes, they can use him. Like we're not going to deny that. But it's the fact that they can use him, which is going to be so damn weird when he's not around for three nights a week. I've said this whole year they don't have another gear, and I I firmly believe that this is your gear. But There's it's a your gear. You've lost. You've lost. What are the things called on the gears? Like little pointy things. What do you mean? Uh, Whatever those like, are called, you've lost half marks. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, what I mean with with what with Kyrie being there half the time. Yes. Oh, Kyrie being there half the time is like 
two two tick marks. We're going up. We're doing up two clicks. You you lose your clicks. He is like he's gonna and again like the fit of him coming back. Everything that I despise about watching this team right now it gets fixed by Kyrie. Ball handling, got it. Uh, secondary playmaking, got it. Transition. By the way, anybody that's watched the Nets this week, and I, it's, it seems like it's been a lot of people. I don't think too many people have tuned out because Harden's not there or anything like that. Um, they've I been massively fun to watch. Like, they're playing with pace. There's ball movement. There's uh, the clock is being used early. And, like, that's Kyrie's wheelhouse. It's going to be so fun to watch him. And, again, I want to make this clear. I'm excited to have him back. And that's and it's good to have him back. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about defense because I like talking about defense. The style of defense they're playing with, like, guys like Kessler and guys like David Duke is they're going for steals and they're going for balls. And that, like, even with the Nets, who have had a much better defense this year, a lot's been written about that, improved this year, the defense still didn't generate a lot of turnovers, which led to not great transition play, not a lot of fast-breaking points. These new Nets, it's only been two games, but these younger Nets are, like, going for deflections. And that's something Kyrie likes to do. He likes to get into passing lanes. He likes to get those transition, like those show-stopping finishes. It's not something James Harden likes to do. He likes to lumber around and like half-hearted contest and get his rebounds. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's been. I can we talk about the? I feel like we have to talk about the rotations. What yeah, going to look like he's um, he's replacing guys like Javon Carter, and. <laughs> I mean, literally, like we can talk about the rotation. So it's it's Harden, Kyrie, Joe Harris, uh, KD, and then your five is Lamarcus, I guess. I think it's Nick Claxton. I they haven't been closing with Lamarcus for a while. Uh, I do like I do well because that makes your bench unit like does so does Kyrie play with your bench unit? I mean, these are all the things I would because again I. I want to talk about basketball. That's that's what I want to do here. <laughs> we got what twenty minutes on this whole the vaccine thing, which I'm, I'm that's enough for me. Um, I want to talk about like what it looks like. So does I? I is he going to be tied to KD's minutes again? Is he going to be tied to Harden's minutes? Are they thinking, hey, we need to give Harden something? You know, secondary playmaking. Um, well, I don't know. I'm just I'm fascinated by how it's going to work. Well, yeah, last year, last year, Harden ran with the bench and it was 7-11 on the floor together, right? Yeah. This year with, um, with Harden on and KD off there, they have a 5.16 net rating in 255 minutes, which is like pretty solid, like really solid with Duran on without Harden. It's like 12 points. That's amazing. Um, I think you can get more from the Harden only the Harden without KD minutes. I think that's my idea right now. And are you getting that more with with Kyrie on the floor? Yes. I think I would change how that works. I think I like that. I think I like that a lot. I think I would. I think I think you've seen some success with <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this with KD and like a bunch of wait, these guys are playing in the yeah. past two games? Yeah, I mean, I running that. I'm I my take that I had earlier this year, I I I agree with it to a degree, uh, but this is like this is sort of the beauty of KD. My thing at the beginning of this year was I'm a little worried about KD. Uh, don't think you should. What was my comparison? I think I said don't think you should take the Ferrari to go to Trader Joe's. 
as in I don't think you should be having him handle the ball and like do all this like facilitating and, and, and carrying the offense. And God damn it, this guy is so good at basketball that even that take, I'm like, he's pretty good at that. Like he, I feel like this is his best year in playmaking and mapping out the floor. He's been so good the last two games. It's insane. So I'm oh, like, yeah. maybe you should. I don't know. I'm out there with a bunch of bench guys. He's killing it. I think I think my Ferrari to Trader Joe's, no hit on Trader Joe's, um, is more of like how much you want to rely on Durant, like show stopping, but like against the Philadelphia 76ers in the regular season. Like well, where does that get you? Yeah, I, but you could also mix in Harden with him, and you can mix Kyrie with him. Like, I'm it's it's weird. I have to like wrap my head around having three stars. You're not stuck into like these alignments where it's like, oh, here's Harden by himself, and here's KD by himself. Like, it's like you can just sort of yeah, it's like you have two of these guys on it like pretty much all the time. It's pretty oh insane. Because Kyrie's gonna play like 35 minutes. Oh my goodness, this is, it's weird. I'm 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 smiling at the idea of like him on the floor. For no, it's time. it's kind of exciting, and he's extremely fun to watch. Um, and uh, it's it's like a big ad for them. So we have our first five. I love putting Clax in there, man. I he has looked, he's just looked really good. And um, and I don't know how we haven't mentioned it yet, but like a huge part of Kyrie coming back is the spacing is gonna get better. Yeah, he's not like a forward who's spacing the floor. But he's great off the catch. He's great attacking closeouts. Defense is and he's good him. from deep. If you spot him up like twenty eight feet out, that that is a that is a positioning that commands defensive attention. Mm-hmm. So if you have him at the wing, and you have him twenty feet out or twenty eight feet out, that defender can't just sit at the nail, sit at the middle of the free throw line, and say, "Hey Harden, I dare you to drive," because that Harden's going to make that kick. He's been he made that all of last year. Every we, single time. We've been talking about it so much this year because there's kind of been this false narrative about like how good the Nets are at shooting because their like three point percentage has been really good, but their spacing, if you watch the games, isn't lining up. No, they up. don't warp a defense. <coughs> Excuse me. Spacing is how much the defense respects a shooter. Yeah. And if there's any NBA player the defense is gonna respect, it's Kyrie freaking Irving. Let's keep talking about this rotation. So I, I said the t- the first five are Harden, Kyrie, Joe, KD. I, let's put Clax in there. Let's let's have fun. Uh, Patty and I think Lamarcus are your next two off the bench mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, what it, then? You have kind of this mix of Bembry, Blake, Bruce, Cam Thomas, Kessler, well, Edwards. Well, I think I want I want to divide this into like the wings who can shoot and the forwards who can't. Um, so like everybody, half <laughs> their rotation is you, forwards that can't so you've shoot. Like, you've like Bruce Bembry, James Johnson, and then you have Cam James Johnson, and then you have Cam Thomas. This team is deep, man. Uh, and then you, then you have Cam Thomas, and then you have Kessler Edwards somewhere in the middle of like someone who can shoot, but also who's a wing. I want Cam. I want uh, Kessler Edwards to play. I, I I'm a little worried about Cam Thomas now. Like like seven percent. I mean, he'll play at home. I think. Uh, a little worried now. This is kind of my what worry at the beginning of the season. What a sentence! What? What a sentence! He'll play. Is, at home. Isn't it weird? We haven't talked. Like again, I feel like people are just like, "Yay, Kyrie's back!" And I'm like, "Have we thought about like the logistics of this? I... This is insane." Cam Thomas is going to be like, Steve's going to come up to him and be like, "Hey, Cam, 
it's your night tonight. You know what time it is. You're playing 20 minutes and getting 12 shots up. Like I'm I'm a fan of the team. I'm like excited that Kyrie's back. Does does Cam Thomas even go to Denver? Does he like no. only stay back for the Brooklyn games? Like you're good. <laughs> like why is it, why are we wasting the miles? Honestly. Oh, no, exactly. Like let him rest. Like why are you going to why are you going to jet lag, my guy? Uh <laughs> yeah, I it's I mean, so that's kind of the thing is like you have these I mean, they have their shot creation on the road. There should never be a problem with that. I I want I want Kessler Edwards to be I want him to get a chance to be a part of the rotation. He's just been like God, he's been impressive. I think I think that's fair, right? Blake got his chance. Kind of still getting didn't a chance. Play well Plus, at all. Hey, let me give back. Blake, let me give Blake his okay. props. Let me give Blake his props. I've been very hard on Blake Griffin on this podcast for good reason. By the way, if we're going to, I think Lucas Kaplan tweeted this being like, Hey, we don't have to do the revisionist history thing, which is a hundred percent accurate. Like Blake Griffin couldn't jump over a, a phone book for the first couple of weeks and was only shooting threes. Oh, and was not bad. that active defensively. Like he, he wasn't, he'd slip to the rim. Blake wouldn't really be there. Yeah. He'll take charges, but, um, but he's looked, he's looked good. I, and I asked him about it actually after the game, um, uh, what was that on, on Thursday, yes, just Thursday kind of night. like, Hey, like what, you know, when you're coming back, getting the second chance, like, was there anything you really wanted to work on or like bring to the table this time around? Um, and he was like, no, I just want to shoot better. I'm like, well, that's fair. But at the very least, like, I think he's brought a little bit more, whether he'll, he'll say it or not. I just, maybe it's the usage of him with the, the limited, um, players around him just with there being no other rollers that he's kind of getting those opportunities but yeah i mean he's been good i think it is exactly that it's the rollers because we we were texting about this he has this weird like herky jerky post game and not always a post game kind of sometimes it's a ducking game where he gets the ball and like does a fake and then somehow it's an and one but he kind of flips it in so yeah it's, it's very strange so, James Johnson has gotten a shot. Blake Griffin got a shot to start the year. Paul Millsap's gotten a shot. It's been hamstrung by COVID, and I know he's had a lot of personal stuff. Let's get Kessler Edwards a shot. James Johnson has been good, but let's get everyone a yeah. shot. Regular season. That's what the regular season is for. Yeah, I'm I'm I it's it's gonna be really interesting the back end of the rotation. I also wonder, like, just having Kyrie, I wonder if it's gonna make things a little bit more um tenable with having multiple non-shooters. Because Kyrie is so good at creating his own shot. And, like, is this partially a Harden problem this year? I mean, yeah. Like, he, I don't think he's – and his isolation stats will tell you otherwise. I don't think he's been, like, exceptional at creating his own shot. He's, like, 89th percentile at isolation this year. Like, his numbers tell you that Harden looks the exact same. His free throw rate is, I think, higher than last year. I mean, that's the last I checked at least. So – in that sense, he's not different, but I just sort of, I don't know. It, it just feels a little bit different this year. It feels like he's a little more hamstrung by lineups than you'd expect. And I don't think we run into that with Kyrie. So I think you could throw out Bembry and James Johnson and Patty Mills uh, and what, Blake Griffin. Like, let's just throw the worst lineup out possible. And I, I actually think he'd be pretty okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a bit extreme, but Kyrie is like, he's a guy that's going to be able to contort his body like a lot going towards the basket. Kind of, kind of like no, they'd read. send him a double team and he had to force. I get it. But like in, in it's so it's hyperbolic. But 
I do think he's just he can create from three levels, and that's kind of I guess where I stand right now. Mm-hmm. I in preseason I wrote this story for Nets Daily, um, kind of when it looked like Kyrie Irving was Kyrie was not going to play, which he didn't for the first few months. Yeah. But what's the team going to look like? And I kind of totally missed on that story. I was talking like, where are they going to replace his like off ball scoring? Because last year he was like a big off ball scorer, and that's not what they missed at all. They missed his on ball presence. They missed like the few pick and rolls he did run. And that's what he's going to bring back. He's going to bring back Kyrie Irving point guard. Even though there was this big deal of him not being a point guard last year, he's going to have to be a point guard again. And he's very able to do it. He's not like Matt, like he's not, he's not a playmaking maestro, but he's good for like four or five assists. That's a lot better than you're getting right now with like, I mean, God, like the Nets, these third. Oh, this is a rant that I'm going on now. No, these, it's all good. These third quarters they've been giving up. These third quarters that they've been giving up. It's because Patty Mills is bringing the ball up and getting double teamed at half court, and there's nothing he can do. It happened in the Detroit game. Happened against Toronto. Like happened against Philly. And then, oh, okay. I guess we'll let James Johnson play point guard. No, that's it's, not correct either. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is a legit NBA player. And he's a lot more than a legit NBA player, too. He's Kyrie freaking Irving, who has the best handles in the league. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm curious to see, like, what this role looks like for him. Like, I'm part of me thinks his role is not really going to change. He's just going to kind of do the same thing as last year. I mean, it'll be a really, like, if anything, from Kyrie coming back, we'll really learn where James is at his career. It will really learn, has he taken a step back? Was it just the context of the team? Um, and you could even say, I mean, even if he starts to play better now, you could probably say, yeah, he's not the James Harden that's like going to lead you to 50 wins in the West. Like, I, th- I think we've reached that point where like, yeah, it's probably not that guy anymore. Uh, no, it'll be really interesting to just see what it looks like, what it looks like for the team. And if Harden still isn't looking right, what is Kyrie going to look like if he has to take on more reps of like, we're going to facilitate, we're going to have you run the offense. I, cause I, I like Kyrie as a, playmaker he's fine um i i think he misses reads i think he's a lot more shoot first i'm sure somebody's gonna say oh you don't want to talk about that's fine uh (laughs) but i i think like yeah just watching him and i just going through his footage if you slow down things i i do think he misses reads here and there and that'll be a different role for him so it, it it it'll be a good test for him he was great last year um really great and like argue i mean you could have made an argument he was their best player last year uh so i'm curious to see what he looks like this year what what's what's this iteration of Kyrie going to look like granted it's only 20 games but you know it what's is he going to bring that same level of um tenacity to the table I, I think he will i mean he's he's in his physical prime oh i i would make the argument that Harden was the Nets best player in the regular season last year i'm on board with that one not that it really matters anymore because Kevin Durant's like amazing now and was in the playoffs, yeah. but I would make that argument. I think, <laughs> excuse me, it's interesting what you say because this regular season, at least this early part for guys like you and me, has been a lot like it's been a mystery of solving James Harden, if we're being honest. It's been who is miserable. He, <laughs> now, what can he still do? And you're right, and I don't know how I hadn't thought of it, Kyrie Irving is a new mechanism to help solve that mystery. It's a new context to look at him. And Joe Harris returning will give you better insight to this too. But Joe Harris played the first few weeks of the year. Like we saw how hard it looked with him on the floor. Yeah. 
but this also goes back to, and I hate to keep harping back to this, but you have to. Kyrie's gonna play thrice a week or twice a week. And what so if Harden weird. looks good and then doesn't look good? You're like, so is it Kyrie or is Harden back? He already does that. Harden already plays really well and then really poorly back to back games. It's the Matt, the real problem is life is gonna get so much harder for guys like me and you. You've no idea. There, I mean, I just can't. I'm sorry. I I have to back. I can't believe we're in a world where the Nets. I just I just want to end on this because again, it's just the weirdest thing ever, and it's gonna take me. I think I said this in the beginning. It's going to probably take me a day or two to really figure out uh, how I feel about this whole thing. Where I'll, I'm sure I'm gonna talk about it on future podcasts. Again, this is like an emergency podcast. Gut reaction. Me and Alec just talk about. Whatever the hell is on our minds, and it's going to come out, and hopefully enjoy it. If you don't, then I don't know. I'm sure I'll talk about it again. Uh, we have entered a world where there is a star basketball player on the team that you and I cover that is going to be around for less than half of the playoff games that the Brooklyn Nets are in. That is just so wild to me. And I just have to end on that because, again— I think I can't believe we're here. I just I can't think, believe it. I think that brings up a really good point, though. And I think this is where we wanted to finish when we were talking beforehand. Is that the playoffs are still a, like a quite a far away? So that's in a reality where he doesn't get vaccinated, which makes sense from what we've heard on his Instagram live and what has been reported and what we know to, for him not to be vaccinated. But so much can still change, and by what I would call the law of Kyrie. Something will change. Something will happen. No, this that's is the luckiest man I've ever seen in my life. That's what happens when Kyrie <laughs> is around. Good or bad, like some, there will be a development. And it's like anyone's guess what that's going to be. Yeah. No, I mean, Kyrie Kyrie won today. So I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm ready that for anything. Him. He, he yeah. held. He like, held out. He won I, this one. Like get vaccinated, but good on you. Like he he stuck by his morals and he didn't really flinch and and he like, and he didn't day, have to like, like and he didn't like present a fake vaccine card or like lie yeah. to the media like those like god darn NFL players yeah like, he just he just he just kind of laid back in the background and like I mean he, it's just you know it's where, where we're at he, he was like watching Seton Hall basketball like yeah his, he took the dove man I I don't know what else to say I bet, uh, I bet yeah. he was active in like the New York like electoral campaigns recently. Like missing. No, it's I mean, so that's where we're at. Uh but yeah, crazy situation. I I we I mean, honestly, like it feels so um unrealistic that I can't even really explain how it's gonna work because I don't know how it's gonna work until we get there. Like we gotta get into the first stretch of games, um, uh, where you know he comes back whatever against i don't know i don't know any road games right now the lakers on christmas and i don't think he'll be ready that soon but let's say he was then and then and then the next couple games he's not there then i'll be able to be like well this is super weird (laughs) this is strange and the interviews after the games were kind of weird uh and by the way the players are going to get asked about it like crazy you know they will they are going to be asked about it crazy which fair like it's i don't They, they they want this right they want him back it's just going to come with the territory. I think, so everybody's got to navigate it. Do do you think the role? I think the role players would want him back too. I mean, they these are these are guys like Cam Thomas who like look up to him for all the jokes. Yeah. He made. 
they they want him around. They had him around during preseason. They had him at practice in the park. Like, it's not some like new guy being brought off the street who's going to no, get attention. Yeah, I I totally like I buy into the whole like, hey, this is our our brother, and, and we like I I think that's real. I think he's, I think you and I have pretty much heard mostly. I'll say entirely good things from um, the team, you know, like the players. I think he's been a really good influence. Yeah, um, for sure. So in that sense, I think it makes sense that they want him back. I mean, I'm not like the, everything that's happened over the last week. Granted, I wasn't. I was surprised that the organization flipped because they were so hardline. Hey, this is where we're at. We're not going to change on this. Even the reporting this week was like, "Yep." We're not. What was that? What was the the uh, Shams report? Was what like in the Shams report? There was a line that was like, "The team is still strongly not letting him back on a part time basis." Like that was I'm like four I'm days ago. Par- <laughs> I'm strongly paraphrasing, but that's like a week ago. It, so I don't. So it just it's it was never an issue. So if the players are like fine with it. Then like yeah, I mean, I think it should be fine. And you will see how it works. We'll see how it works in practice. Um, you never know with these. I mean, this is obviously a very strange, um, very strange agreement that we've got going, but I am the players are for it now. So it makes sense that it happened. I just, I, I just was surprised that the organization flipped, I guess. Yeah. But Hey, it's a player's league. It's a player's league and it's a player's organization. And and I'm looking forward to seeing some Kyrie Irving magic on the road on my TV. Yeah, it'll be. <laughs> I know I'm pissed. I don't get to watch them this year. That sucks. Well, hopefully that. I mean, hopefully that changes. But uh, I'm like thinking if I'm going to any away games soon. And I yeah, I guess I gotta go to. Can I watch them in Philly? I don't know. You want a road trip? Me and you. I might. Shit, we might have to. <laughs> I gotta see what he looks like. You see if he's uh, what the vibes are, because that's the whole point. I, I, God, it's gotta be so fun to see what the interactions are gonna be on the bench. Oh well, this is a topic for another day. Um, Alec, anything else on this topic? I think I think we've we've summarized our thoughts pretty well. He's gonna be back, and it's gonna be pretty weird. But the parts yeah. that aren't weird are gonna be really fun. Yep, and uh, you know, I mean, it'll be fun to have him back. I again, I don't know why we did this whole thing, but um, here we are. We're here. We're here at a decision that could have been made in September. So <laughs> happy we went through all this. Learn um, for learn for next time. Joseph yeah. <laughs> and Sean and y'all have done great. Learn, figure it out. Yeah, this was this was a rough one. All right, Alec, uh, do you have anything that that you've got coming out? Anything that you're excited about? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of Long Island Nets coverage this year. Oh at hell yes, you have. And it's been a, it's been a great experience for me. I had a big um, feature profile on a local player, a local trial player for the Nets, Craig Randall which is up on Nets Daily, came out a few days ago. And I really appreciate people checked it out and gave me some feedback and gave it a read. Yeah, um, it's it's a dope story. Uh, just like it's I, I just the idea of like a player showing up and like being like a really reasonable contributor. Uh, just some of the quotes you had in there were really good. Just about the team being like kind of overwhelmed by his um, impact, I guess. So uh, yeah, no, I... Definitely check that out. Alex has been doing a great job. I'm also just very excited for you that you're able to do this um, in the landscape that we're in. Um, I'll tell you from from my side of things, we've um, 
I don't, I don't know if people are interested in this, but I feel like I never talk about like I, the reporting side of what I do. I feel like I usually just talk about film, but like we've kind of scaled back everything. So, um, we are, our in-person stuff is gone. Everything's back on zoom and, uh, which is fine. I think a lot of teams are doing that. So I'm like really happy that you get to do these things, be in person, be around the players. Um, and that's just nice that I, that you were able to do that, especially, doing all this in COVID where I think ex- exposure and just, um, yeah, I just, I guess being around a group of professional basketball players is a lot harder to do. Right. So I'm really happy that you get to do that. I think it's been really good for you. You've done a, just an amazing job. So, um, yeah, I mean, check out everything that you do follow Alec. Uh, what is it? Alec underscore Sturm S T U R M, um, on Twitter. So you've been doing a great job with it. And I, you do net stuff as well. So I just, it's again, a big fan of what you do. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm a zoom baby, honestly, for the reporting game. So this is a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, you're doing stuff in person, right though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I grew up on zoom and now oh, I'm oh, oh. in person. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. You, I mean, there's, there's so much more to the game of reporting when you're not like on a zoom call. Oh, Zoom sucks. Which is, <laughs> which is so cool to like learn and experience for the first time. Yeah, it's really and it and, and not and not master because I haven't mastered it, but like become proficient in. No, it's yeah, it's it sucks um, a lot. <laughs> I wish I could say something better about it. <laughs> I don't have anything good to say. I don't know. <laughs> hey, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, man, this is good. I'm happy we uh, were able to sit down and talk about a topic that uh i've i've wanted to like squirm out of talking about i was like i i want to talk about this but i just feel like this is such a complicated issue in a way i'm really happy that we've kind of i mean, I want to say put a bow but good lord i know that's not how this is going to work <laughs> this topic is never going to end this year <laughs> we've bought the wrapping paper we're getting there we've bought i the hope so paper. my goodness i hope this is i hope we're near the end of the tunnel with this thing um alec thank you so much for coming on alec uh Definitely, I will be having you on soon. Check out everything that Alec does. Uh, And thank you for listening to the Clear Out Podcast. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you use. I don't know. Whatever you listen to podcasts on, you can, like, subscribe. Uh, Also, if you can give a rating, that'd be cool. Um, Ratings help me out. This is a – I don't think I'm allowed to say it's a new podcast anymore, but ratings are good. They help me wherever you're doing, (laughs) wherever you're listening to this podcast. So – Um, Yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you all next time. Peace.